Like, what was one of your favorite gifts? Go ahead, let's just shout them out. GameCube. GameCube. I may have opened that and played it beforehand, but you know. <laughs> hey, you gotta make, it was, you know, it was, you gotta make sure it works. Who else? Digital clock. Easy bake oven. Backstreet Boys CD. Barbies, yeah, man. Those gifts, you are so excited to open them. You're like, oh, that looks like my gift. That looks, it looks like it, right? Because you get to look under the tree, you're scoping them out. You know, you're like, hmm, that looks about the same size as that, what I want. And so you're super excited about it. Well, one year when we were little, me and my sister both really wanted bicycles. Like, bicycles. You remember those things? They have two wheels and you ride down. No, there's still kids who ride bicycles. But bicycle, we really wanted a bicycle. And uh, we didn't think we were going to get one. It's a really hard year for our family. And uh, I, well, we woke up that Christmas morning. We're super excited. It was freezing cold that morning. We woke up and lo and behold, they weren't under the tree. I'm like, oh, well, maybe next year. But then like we, wrapped, we unwrapped all our presents and we were super excited about what we got. And then uh, my mom's like, hey, come outside. I want to show you something. Boom, there's two beautiful 10 speeds out there. Gray, blue, beautiful, uh, one girl, one boy bike. I took the boy bike. My, my sister took the girl bike. <laughs> Uh, just, just in case, you know, and, uh, and so we, I jumped on the bike, and she jumped on the bike. It was freezing cold. We didn't care, so we just bundled up, and we started going down the road, and, you know, 10 speeds have a little learning curve, right, because they have these gear shifts that we weren't familiar with. We were BMX kids, right, and so they had these little gears, and we're trying to figure those things out, and where we lived, we lived on this hill that kind of went down like this, and while we're pedaling and having fun and laughing and hi, you know, we're having a good time riding our 10 speeds, trying to figure out the gears, our neighbor's dog comes out and starts barking. I don't know if I got scared or my sister got scared. It's kind of out of my memory now. It was a long time ago. But either way, somebody got scared and crashed into one another. It was still, I think it was my sister, but, you know, it's probably me. I was the younger one. So we were going, it felt like we were going 80 miles an hour. It's probably more like 10 to 15, right? But, you know, because we were going downhill. Well, somehow my front tire hit her front tire, and we both flipped over. Her bike's on the ground. Uh, it's kind of bent up now. It's scraped up. The beautiful handlebars have uh, scrapes on it. And not only that, my sister's scraped up. She's bleeding. And I get up. She gets up mad at me, right, because I'm, I'm the person that causes the But either way. She gets up mad, she's screaming, uh, she's bloody murder, I mean, she's bleeding everywhere. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. And she starts running for home. And so what do I do? I start running for home, not because I'm hurt. I had to go defend my case, right? I'm not gonna get, I'm not gonna get spanked for this, it's her fault. And so we're running home, the bikes are still where we left and we get home and you know, this, the rest is history. We eventually get our bikes, but man, that moment of joy that we had when we got on the bike, we were so excited. Yes, my new bike, my new bike. And about five minutes later, all that joy was gone. Our joy turned turn, turn to sorrow. And the joy of the moment of those bicycles was gone in an instant. And I say that to say this, that, you know, we can find joy in so many things in our life. But most of those things, pretty much all of those things can be taken away or end. We get the new iPhone, right? We're super excited about it. We're looking at it. Look at my fifth camera on the back, right? We look at all this stuff that the iPhone has. And then, you know, next year, the next one comes out and I got to get a new one. We get so excited about the newest and the best and we were so excited and it brought joy to us in that moment, but then we have to get rid of it and Black Friday happens again and we buy more stuff and we're not joyful anymore. 
And, and the things that once brought us joy just don't bring us joy anymore. They just kind of fade, fade away. And in those moments that we had when we were kids, they don't bring us joy anymore. We kind of think back, they're kind of clouded by all the things of the past. And the joy that we used to have for things tends to fade and go away. And I want to talk to you about a joy that you can get, a joy that you can have that will never fade, that will never disappear, that can never go away. Man, this season, this Christmas season, is a season of perpetual joy. It's a season of, of uh, happiness, a season of rejoicing. Why? Because Jesus Christ has came. He was born, and we celebrate Christmas because of that. That's what Christmas is still about, all right? It's still about a Savior that was born to us, this joy that Christ has for us. We all want joy that never fades. We want a joy that replaces our sadness, that gives us hope. We need a joy that only God can give us. And I want to tell you today that true joy cannot be received. True joy cannot be given. I mean, I'm sorry, that, that's totally off. Yes, it can be given. True joy cannot be found. It can only be received. True joy can't be found. It can only be received. Because we're always looking for joy, right? I don't know if you saw my video that was really breaking up on, on Facebook. But I was looking for my joy in my car. I couldn't find it. It wasn't my almond joy. It was my joy joy. And I found my joy. I don't know if you know this or not, but I did find my joy. And uh, here it is right here. I found my joy right here. Here's my joy. I need somebody to hold up some joy signs. Maybe here, come here. You're my wife. You have to do this. I'll pay for it later. It's okay. Don't worry about it. She's wearing joy. So here's my joy right here. And she is my joy, just so you know that. <laughs> got to do the cheese, right? So she is my joy. This is my joy. My joy doesn't come from anything outside of this earth. My joy only comes from Jesus. Jesus is the only source of true joy. I found my joy when I gave my life to Christ, when I received his mercy, I found my joy. I received it. My joy found me. I didn't find it. My joy found me. I just had to reach out and receive it. Thank you. Good job, Debbie. And my joy found me. Or was it the way around? Either way. But she brings great joy to my life. I'm so thankful for her. We found joy laying in a manger, a baby, a baby that no one would think was anything special just looking at it, a baby that was born in a manger, in a stable, in the middle of nowhere, in the small town of Bethlehem. We find this Savior that was born to us. And I want to talk to you about finding Jesus about receiving this joy, and that joy came to us through the story of the shepherds. Man, I want to point some things out through this story that as I was reading it and I was uh, planning, I'm like, man, that is so awesome. That is so good because we can learn a lot from these shepherds. And why did the angel even come to shepherds anyway? Wouldn't he come to kings or a priest or somebody else that would proclaim the kingdom of God? Why did he come to shepherds? Well, let's find out. So in Luke chapter 2, verse 8, we're going to be there. And it says, that night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, 
guarding their flocks of sheep. Like any other night, quiet, you could probably feel the cool breeze coming off the hills and the mountains there. Hear the, the I don't know if they have coyotes in Jerusalem, but you know, hear the wolves and hear the, hear the nightly noises. Huddled up, maybe over a fire, watching their sheep. Ordinary day, a mundane thing to do, watch sheep. But then something happened. Suddenly, the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. What's the good news? This, the Savior. Yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem in the city of David. And you will recognize him by this, by this sign. You will find him wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. This angel comes out. Can you imagine this scene? These guys are just out there listening to sheep like every other day. And then all of a sudden this angel pops up, bright lights, can't see nothing. What's going on? Scared out of their minds. The angel's like, don't be afraid. Don't be scared. It's okay has happened. Something amazing has happened. Something for great joy, a cause for great joy. Something miraculous has happened for all people. You know, when Jesus came, it was for all people. It wasn't just for the elites. It just wasn't for the priests. It just wasn't for the people of Israel. It was for all people. And I believe that's probably why this angel came to these shepherds standing in the middle of a field, because these shepherds represented all people. These shepherds were just ordinary, plain men. Ordinary, plain people watching dirty, smelly sheep. That, that, just the mundane, ordinary people that no one would ever think highly of. Shepherds in that day weren't thought highly of. They were like, you know, the down, the, they were the lower class. They were the, the ones that they didn't even let in the temple unless they took a really good bath. Shepherds, nobody wanted to be a shepherd. But this angel came to shepherds. Why? Because it was a declaration that all people would be saved. That all people had a right to the kingdom of God through Jesus. Does it matter your color? It doesn't matter what nation you're from. It doesn't matter your socioeconomic situation. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter where you came from. The kingdom of God is for you. Jesus came for you. Jesus came for you, and in that we have great joy, great joy. Jesus came for me. It doesn't matter if I'm big. It doesn't matter if I'm small. It doesn't matter how much money I have in the bank or no money in the bank. Jesus came for me, and that I find my joy, and that is what the joy of the Lord is, and that's the joy that the angels were talking about. That's why I believe he came to shepherds. Well, number one, wouldn't, sheep, wouldn't a shepherd know a lamb when they saw one? Was Jesus not the Lamb of God? You can have joy because you know what? You're a people. Are you a people? I'm a people. In all the good and bad and ugly, I'm a people. And then this happens. Have great joy because this is for everybody. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven. 
This wasn't just a few little angels. This was the armies of heaven opening up, and they were singing this, glory to God in the highest heavens and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. What a sight. (laughs) And when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, that was awesome. I mean, I would be like that. It's like, whoa. Like Bill and Ted, right? I don't know. If you know. Whoa. That was awesome. Let's go see this thing. Let's go see this thing that's happened in Bethlehem that they told us about. And so they, they go on, and they're, and they're super excited about it, and they get there, and this is what they say. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. And after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone that it happened, that these angels had come out and told us that this is the Savior and that they sung this awesome song. And now we're here to see this baby born, the Savior of the world. And all the shepherds told this story and the people were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. thought about them often. Do you think about the things of Christ often? Do you think about what God has done for you often? Do you, do you stop and pause and realize all that Christ has done for you? The promises of God? The promises of Jesus? Man, when you stop and ponder these things often, it brings peace to your heart. It brings joy to your life. It renews your hope every day because you know that that same God that came through before is going to come through now. It doesn't matter the situation I'm in. Do you ponder what God has done? Do you think about it? Do you spend time in prayer? At the beginning of January, we're going to start another 21 day of prayer. And I've missed the last one we did. It's like, we got to do this again because it was so connection that people made with the Father, even me. So powerful. It was pondering what God has done pondering what God has said and what he will do. We need to stop and ponder sometimes. Stop and think about it. That's why prayer is so important and worship is so important. And I love this, and this is what I really want to talk about today. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. What did they do? They went back to their flocks. They went back to the very same thing that they were doing before the angels showed up. They went back to their mundane, smelly, old sheep. But when they got there, on the way back, what did they do? They glorified God and praised God. How does this, what is this for us? I'm telling you, in our mundane, ordinary days, and the the days that we wake up and we have to go to that same job we've gone to for the last 25 years, that we don't even look forward to going to anymore, and we know that one day I'm going to get a raise, right? And you, know, and you keep going to that same mundane, everyday job, and you wake up to your mundane, everyday life. You can still praise God. You can still worship God. You can still glorify God. These shepherds, nothing changed. They still went back to the same fields, went back to the same sheep, but something happened inside of them found something. Actually, something found them. The joy of the Lord found them. And when you find the joy of the Lord, when you understand that Christ is with us and Christ is in us, it produces something. It's called a fruit of the Spirit, joy. 
The fruit of the Spirit is joy. It gives us joy, and we can go about our mundane, ordinary lives rejoicing and glorifying God. Scripture says that do everything unto the Lord. What does that mean? Glorify God in everything you do. In your ordinary, mundane life, glorify God. You can bring glory to God, sweeping your floors. You can bring glory to God, going to the store. You can bring glory to God in everything that you do. Why? Because you are God's ambassador. You are Christ's ambassador. Everywhere you go, you are a reflection of Jesus. And you are bringing the joy of the Lord to people. All they have, you can't, they have to receive it though. But you are still to bring it. You are still to present that gift to people. Glorify God in all and rejoice. Have joy. Worship. Sing. Give God the honor. Give God the glory. When you do that, man, there is joy that wells up within you. You know what worship is? You know what worship is? It's worship. It's, 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 it's giving God his worth, giving God his honor, giving God all that he is due to his name. Worship is when we think about God. It's when we sing about what he's done. It's when we really honor God with our mouths. Worship is us stepping into the very presence of God. Now, we all know that God's presence is always around us. Like, God is always present, but we're not. <laughs> That's why worship is so powerful. Because we step in, we remind ourselves, oh yeah, God's here. I forgot. Oh yeah, God's with me. That's why we praise. That's why we worship. That's why we walk into the ordinary, mundane days of our life and just glorify God, honor God, and worship God. Just like these smelly sheep herders. They received a joy that they could have not got from anyone else or anywhere else. The joy of the Lord found them. They didn't find it. They weren't looking for it. It found them and then said, well, let's go and we'll receive it. I find it funny that the joy that the sheep herders found wasn't in friends or things. It wasn't in who was ruling over their country at the time. It was a very corrupt person, very corrupt people. Or who was preaching in the temple. It was found in the form of a baby. It was found laying in a manger. And this is why Jesus came. This is why he came. He was Emmanuel, God with us. His presence with us always. God is saying, I didn't forget about you. I know where you are. I know where you've been. I know that there's nothing special about you and you're tired of your mundane, ordinary lives. But I've come to give you joy. I've come to give you hope. And I've come to give you peace through Jesus. That's the joy of Christmas. That's where my joy comes from. It can't be taken away. It can't be demolished. It can't be stifled out. Nothing can steal my joy. I can simply lay it down sometimes, right? I lay my joy down, and I forget that it's there, and I go pick up other things, thinking that they're going to bring me joy. But what truly brings me joy? Christ. Jesus. Following him. Worshiping him. Pondering about go. And I can come back to God. And I can pick my joy back up and put it back where it needs to go in my heart. It'll fit, trust me. Because I got a big heart. 
Yeah, in humility. I'm so huge. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, so full, so humble. Oh, man. Let's get back on track. The shepherds, the shepherds saw the baby, and they trusted in him. They didn't see what Jesus was going to do later. They just heard what was said about him, and they believed it. It's like, oh, man, this is the Savior of the world. And they go back rejoicing. You know, in, in reality, these shepherds, a lot of them probably didn't even see Jesus' crucifixion because they probably were old and they died before that happened. People didn't live long back then. I mean, the crucifixion didn't happen until 32 years later. 33 years later. But these shepherds believed even though they didn't see. And I love 1 Peter 1.8. It says this. You love him even though you have never seen him. Christian, have any of you saw Jesus? Okay. I'm not, I haven't. I haven't seen him physically. But you still love him. Though you do not see him now, you trust him. And you do what? You rejoice with glorious joy. Why? Because you believe the promises of God. You believe that he is who he says he was. Because of his resurrection, because of the cross, these guys didn't see the cross. They didn't hear the stories of Jesus being resurrected, but yet they believed. And you know what brings joy to God? It's this. It's when a sinner comes to God. It brings inexpressible joy to heaven. Luke chapter 15 says this, and Jesus is telling this parable about what happens when the Father looks for you, when the Father goes and finds you, and what happens when you give your life to Jesus. He says this, or suppose a woman has 10 silver in Luke 15, and he loses one. Won't she light a lamp and sweep the entire house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she will call in her friends and neighbors and say, Rejoice with me because I found my lost coin. In the same way, there is joy in the presence of God's angels when one sinner even repents. When one person comes to Christ, the heavens open up, the people, the, 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 the angels are rejoicing and singing. When you came to Christ, angels sung. Man, can you believe that? The angels sung when I came to Christ, that there was rejoicing in heaven. Why? Because God loves us. God loves us so much that he would turn a light on to find us, even though we didn't know we were lost. This coin had no idea it was lost, but yet it was found. Because our joy, we can't find it. It finds us. Our joy found us. So I want to say to you today, as the band comes up, have you been looking? Have you been searching for joy? Have you been looking for joy in other things? Have you been searching for joy and can't find it? I want to tell you, joy is available to you. Joy has been waiting for you. It's not wrapped in this beautiful wrapping paper with a perfect bow under a beautiful tree. The joy that God has for you was laying in a manger wrapped in everyday ordinary clothes. He came to everyday ordinary people. That's where we find our joy. Our joy is laying in a manger and his name is Jesus. Because it says this, unto you, 
a child is born. Unto you, a son is given. God gave us that gift, his son. Laying in the manger was a gift for us. Salvation had come. And then it says this about Jesus and the rest of Isaiah 9. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. That's a long time. The passionate commitment of the Lord's, of heaven's armies will make this happen. God hasn't failed yet. Every promise that he said was going to happen has happened. And every promise that he said will happen, will happen. He will break the seal, open the scroll. He will rapture his church. We will be caught up to heaven. And Jesus will come and set everything right. That's a promise. And we hold on to that promise. Because Jesus came. We are set free from sin, and we can glorify him in our everyday, ordinary life, around everyday, ordinary people. And we can praise him right now. In your pain, you can praise him. In your depression, you can praise him no matter what's going on in your life. In your need, you can praise him. Why? Because he doesn't change. And if he said it, you can believe it. If he said it, you can trust in it. We are saved and set free. Our hope is not in this world. <laughs> our hope is in Jesus. That's where our hope is. He is worthy. He is worthy of all honor and glory and praise.